Uh, it's funny because everyone's like, is she on drugs or something? But no, no. I'm happy to report that Winona Ryder just has the same gift that I do. We can see them, but you can't. <laughs> and they're everywhere. Just like us. In yep. your ears and in your subscription feeds. We are filling all your holes. I think that's the new slogan. <laughs> for the Big Damn Cast. Welcome back. I'm Big Damn Chris. I'm Big Damn And we got some actual news for We've you. We've got some actual news. It's been a busy news week for all things um, pop culture and um, stuff that doesn't really matter, but we're all going to die one day, so screw it. For, it's been a big week for <clears throat> crates and nerd boxes. Um... <laughs> First of all, ATST Star Wars Episode Eight has a title. It does. What's the title, Matt? It's called The Last Jedi. That's a nice title. Next up, yeah. uh, Batman. He's a hero. Is he a superhero? Yeah, well, well yes, yeah. yes. And yes. and Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. He's a director of films and also Batman. Really? That's an interesting combination. So Batman is no longer directing. <clears throat> The Batman. Wait a minute. You just said Batman. Batman. is directing Batman, but Batman's no longer directing no Batman. No longer. Batman was directing Batman. <laughs> Not Traffic. Batman. <laughs> Traffic wasn't directing Batman. Batman was directing The Batman. Not Traffic. <laughs> I'm just picturing Ben Affleck in like full Traffic Warden gear, but with the massive meaty beef shoulders and the cowl. And the, with ma- his... the no neck cowl. And his voice modulator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Excuse me, is is that parking inspector with you? I thought she was with you. Oh! No, she's definitely with you. Zinger, you you're Zinger. wearing the same she's uniform. definitely not with him because you know who she is. Um, <laughs> so, um, so, I think that may as well just be the... We may as well incorporate that as Sorry. the alarm bells for, yeah. for the DCEU going forward because Wonder Woman had a few directors before uh, Patty Jenkins... Yeah, they changed. They changed directors. Flash has lost two, maybe three. It's lost two. It's looking for its third, and it's getting a paid one rewrite. And now that oh god, (laughs) it was supposed to like start filming a year ago. (laughs) Like it was supposed to have started filming by now. Oh my god! And now the Batman, the Batman, a film that was to be written, co-written by, produced by, star, and be directed by Ben Affleck. Is now just being produced, um, script advised, co-written. and starring. He's still co-writing. Is he still co-writing? Because yeah. <clears throat> last I heard, a different draft had been written by someone else. Jeff Johns with Jeff Johns, Johns yeah. and that was the it's version the, they were currently the wrote with. Justice League. Oh, not Zack Snyder. Not Zack Snyder. Twelve fifty. Twelve fifty. Let me let me fact check that while I also muse on the fact that. Um, so what he'd been saying... <laughs> um, well, uh, earlier in January, um, <coughs> he was asked a lot of questions about it during the yeah, press junket for his new film. And he seemed film. to get a bit upset about the fact that... Everyone um, kept asking about kept Batman, asking about Batman like, instead of Live by Night. But no one watched Live by Night. It was also a vanity project, so yeah, it sort so. of seemed a little bit like, mate, no offence, but you being Batman might sell a lot of tickets to Live by Night. Uh, yeah, people might come see it by night because they like your well, Batman. Warner Brothers didn't fucking market it. Nope. So 
Do you think that was a kind of a fuck you thing to Ben Affleck? But... Quite possibly, which may be why he then sort of made it clear in, in a bit of press junket nonsense that he might not direct Batman. <clears throat> it was like, oh, I might do, we'll see how it comes together. What If I'm happy with the script, it'll all go ahead. But at the minute, I'm not happy. So that was his problem. That, I think that was his retaliating fuck you to Warner Brothers. He was like, yeah, publicly, people are now starting to go, oh, no, he's not going to direct it. And then he stated on Jimmy Kimmel that he's definitely going to direct it to clear up any panic and confusion. directing this. And less than a week later, Ben Affleck steps down as the director of the Batman. Yep. I think he regrets signing on for this project slash this role completely. Uh, I don't think I, I think, go so far wow. as to make that assumption. But think about what he was saying at Com- of... Comic-Con 2015. He was going on about the film we've made. It's so complex, so emotionally layered mm. that like I'm... I still don't get it all. Like, people smarter than me are going to get this. The whole, oh, it's very clever defense for ages. And then the film comes out, and he doesn't talk about the film. He talks about playing Batman a lot. And then he's kind of avoided referring back to Batman (laughs) v Superman at all. I mean, he is the best thing about that film. Is he? Is there anything best about that film? Well, you know, I'm not going to talk about quality, but in terms of relative quality, yeah, I think so. Is he? Um, Is he? So Chris Terrio, it's Chris Terrio who who helped on Batman v Superman and Justice League. <coughs> also oh. Argo. Okay, so even if Affleck's so, not directly writing, this is his writing partners. Yeah. They're probably spitballing and, and throwing ideas around. According together. to Deadline, he's just turned in a rewrite, and he's an Oscar-winning writer. So yeah, you know that. I mean, that's encouraging, but at the same that, time, that means that he's liked by a bunch of old white men at least. But yeah, but at the same time, recent sources have all pointed to this movie being Warner Brothers have basically gone, the Arkham games sell well, do that. Yeah, and Deathstroke's been cast, and apparently the version of a script that was in existence a couple of weeks ago was based on Supermax. Yeah, the, the yeah. Green Arrow movie that did the rounds for like fifteen years. Yeah, for those which is basically you... just. Arkham Asylum, A Serious House and Serious Earth, with Green Arrow and a bunch of DC villains. Basically. So, we're going to get a shit version of the best Batman experience outside of the animated series, which is Batman Arkham Asylum. We're going to get a shit version of that, where Deathstroke's in it, for some reason, and it's being handed around like crazy and the director doesn't want to direct it. Pretty much. <clears throat> I feel like we, we do I feel like we harp on the old DC movie stuff a lot. But it's very easy to because it it's just to. it's just panic zones. But I don't want to be like I don't want to be the person I mean, who's l- taking listen. cheap shots at it, but it does But listen Matt, the alarms are sounding. The alarms just are listen. sounding. Pick, pick up your ears. That was the Wonder Woman theme. Um <laughs> For those that sang in the club style. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love you, baked potato. I really hope they can turn it around, but it's just it's just so frustrating to see a film company just fumble mm. every turn. <clears throat> like, throw everything they've got at it and just fumble it every time and then watch someone like um, the Marvel folks over at Disney just hit everything. Well, Lucy and, I were, Lucy and I were discussing this last night, actually, because we've been having a bit of a Harry Potter marathon. Um, for those who didn't guess, last week's episode wasn't recorded last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, had business to attend to. Yes, naughty business. Um, but I was at the Harry Potter um, making of one of the studio tour in London. Uh, and before, we watched Philosopher's Stone to get in the mood. And then since we got back, we went, let's keep going. The only so, thing Philosopher's Stone gets me in the mood for is a nap. 
How dare you? <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's not aged well at all. It's not very good. But it, but I'll give it this: that first sort of twenty minutes, right up to the end of Diagon Alley, you, that's untouchable. You can't touch that. I it's understand. Magical. It. It's magical. Hagrid rocking up at that shack and just being like, "I brought you birthday cake. It's a bit flat. I sat on it, but sure, it'll taste the same." It's so sweet. I understand its significance, but it's not a very good movie. How dare you? It's a fine family film, and neither is Chamber of Secrets because Chris Columbus. Is not. Chamber of Secrets is he's also. Not an, he's not an incredible director. Chamber of Secrets is also film. a fine family film. It's. But Chamber of Secrets has some of the best set pieces in the book series. It's fine. So the film inherits some of that instant classicness. Because you've got those set pieces. Fine. It's, it's got just a flying Ford fine. Anglia getting beaten up by a tree. It's fine. Goodbye, friend of Hagrid. Goodbye. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Prisoner of Azkaban, on the other hand, is a great movie. It's there. superb, and yeah. then sets the tone going forward. Which then none of them live up to after that. No, but they all take Alfonso Cuarón's like, approach and follow him as opposed to Columbus. Listen, listen real Harry Potter talk. <laughs> Only Prisoner of Azkaban is a good movie. All the others are I would argue. Fine. I would argue Goblet of Fire is pretty, Goblet of Fire pretty is damn solid. Not good. <clears throat> it's not good. Well, I guess what I'd know what our future topic of the podcast is going they're, to be. They're... They're How fine. Matt is completely correct. Um, They're fine. I'm just masked slightly by my adoration. as good as they are. Anyway, anyway. you're just jealous because I've got a wand. The point is... <laughs> that. well, that's what you call it. Um, um, we, we were watching that and we suddenly realised that Warner Brothers are in a Harry Potterless panic and still are. In the same way Sony are. Neither Sony nor Warner Brothers have a franchise no. that is successful. There's certainly um, nothing that can... And even Fox, who have X-Men and a couple of other bits and pieces, none of that can live up to the juggernaut mm. that is the MCU and Star Wars that yeah. Disney are dominating. Plus their own animated releases and live-action yeah. remakes. So um, Disney now own the summer with Marvel. Yeah, They started pumping out a Marvel movie in October, <laughs> so they own the winter. They get Star Wars out at Christmas. Now they own Christmas as well. Yeah, The other studios are really floundering to find something that can challenge them. People like the, the, the movies that Fox and Warner Brothers make. There are you know, there are fans of the DC <laughs> stuff, but But just look at Sony man, like we need we need with the Spider Man movies in the early to mid two thousands were a massive success. We need that again. What have we got? Well, James Bond we're just the distributor now, so we don't make all the money. And oh, also James Bond's right. floundering as well. Again. Because <laughs> they're not sure what they want to do with it. Mm, well, exactly it's, it's this big sort of clusterfuck. Um, but but even so, they're just the distributor, mm. so they don't have like they don't get the cut of that. Like they don't get the biggest slice of pie. Um, they tried with Ghostbusters, heavily misguided sort of approach, and they're having to share Spider Man with Marvel. Yep, I mean, which is why they're churning out their animated animated movie as yep. well, uh, which I think we'll touch on actually in a bit because that was announced last week or away. Dirty's fine. But um, that way they'll obviously make all the money on that one because it's not a Marvel, it's not an MCU doodad. That's assuming it makes anything. <clears throat> well, I think, I think it will. And we'll get into that in a bit. But um, but like they've done that. Um, Pitch Perfect isn't a franchise for the whole family, but they're I trying keep, to make that a franchise. I keep seeing like what look like fake posters for three yeah, all no, over the place. Th- there is a third one on the way. But those posters are fake, right? The ones that keep popping up. On I'm Facebook. not sure. They might. It might be that teaser thing. It might be that like they released them at a comic con or something late last year to sort of tease the movie. Mm. Um, but like, so Sony are trying desperately to come up with the franchise. And Warner Brothers, DC, they own all DC, and it's just such a misguided slapdash approach. And uh, I add think to that, still... Fantastic Beasts was an all right film, 
that had some of the magic of the Harry Potter franchise, yeah. but doesn't really it doesn't live up to any of the films I'd say in the franchise. Um, I think they're also, but but they've already greenlit four sequels for that. There, there's definitely... four sequels. So they're going. Oh, we know it'll be a success, and this will be our new steam train franchise, ploughing through Money Town. They're definitely reeling from the f- gigantic failure of the Hobbit. Yes, that too. That, I keep forgetting that, that was Warner was, Brothers. That because who, 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 who was Lord of the Rings? Who, who put Lord of the Rings? Out? It was it New Line. New Line. So it was yeah, Warner. Yeah. yeah. Um, but exactly, it's like they're all panicking. Like, and I think this is why Disney play it safe sometimes with Marvel because mm. if they play it safe. They will appease who they need to appease, and even the worst and they won't movies. make a terrible movie because yeah. they'll make a movie they know is at least a six out of ten. Even the worst movies Disney have made under Marvel by now, and even the worst movies that that Marvel Studios made before they were owned by Disney are pretty good. Yeah, they're fine, mm. uh, slightly more fine than any of the Harry Potter movies, but <clears> you know <throat> they're fine. They're not garbage fires, even the roughest of them, which is probably well, Iron Man 2 or Thor Ragnarok. I, I, They're not bad. Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor Ragnarok are probably the three I that... I like Incredible Hulk. I do Hulk. like Incredible Hulk, but they are the three that sort of don't push as far as the others. They're wow. the ones that don't quite... Yeah. Thor, Thor The Dark World tries, but it's just a bit bleak. Um, I think I think having a Game of Thrones hand at the helm actually kind of steered it a bit too much in the... The main problem with We're Thor forgetting Ragnarok this has a rainbow bridge in it kind of direction. didn't have a compelling villain. It had a freaking compelling actor. They had a great actor, but they didn't, didn't do anything. It had a compelling actor who was given sod all to do, uh-huh. much like one of his peers being a compelling actor and having been given sod all to do. Which I shall think, we, shall we, we talk? Shall we, about, shall we talk about the talk um, about the fact the red velvet lined elephant in the room? <laughs> Peter Capaldi will be leaving Doctor Who at the end of season ten. <clears throat> That's right. Paul Caprison has stepped down from the role. He's uh, he's leaving in the Christmas special of 2017. Um, I agree with several people on Twitter that it would be absolutely amazing if they didn't tell us who the next performer was, especially if it's a name, and we just saw them on Christmas Day. But guess that what would be a re- but that would be a reason to tune in. Um, <clears throat> but no, we'll find out like next month or the month after, probably in a press release because they'll. But then again, we might not. Because normally they announce it because they know they're going to be filming. Um, yeah. However, Chris Chibnall, the new showrunner, starting with next year's series, has said that now Broadchurch 3 is wrapping up, he's going to take a break and get his head into the right place before taking Doctor Who. He says he wants to take it on completely. He wants to just focus on Doctor Who. So... Which is great because that's him sort of subtly throwing shade at Camp Moffat. Oh. But at the same time, that means we might not get another series till next autumn, which means another fucking wait. And by that point, the public will give no shits anymore. Like, it's so odd. But at the same time, with the new actor at the helm, that would definitely refresh it. I don't think we're going to get into the chat we got into last week because the internet have started doing that for us. Yeah. Um, should the next Doctor be X, Y, Z? I don't care. As long as they're a good pick. Care. I couldn't give a crap as long as they're a good pick. Woman, Woman man, black, white, Alien, don't give a fuck. But the internet seems to be split in two ways directly with Capaldi in terms of Doctor oh, Who fans. That never happens. I know, but like, well, normally, <laughs> normally there'd be three camps. There'd be the casuals, casual fans who'd just sort of be like, oh, that's a shame, or oh, that's all right, that's fine, I wasn't, I'm not too big on him anyway, whatever. It just seems to be the, the, the small portion who people who are still watching it who are going either, oh my god, daddy, no, don't leave, oh god. <laughs> Peter is big! I mean, there are also people who are just like, oh, that's a shame, I really like him, that's going to be sad. You know, fair enough, but I'm talking about the extreme opinion. And the other opinion of, I think this is fine, because 
a refresh is what the program needs to convince people to come back. I just wish we'd had, we'd have had more good Peter Capaldi because he's brilliant, and then he's again he's just been like you said earlier as we segued neatly into this topic smoothly and lubricated as you said he's just not been given anything worthwhile to do it's it's been a ridiculous waste of a brilliant actor mm. and it's been so frustrating to watch and I think it's better it's good for him because it means he can go and do interesting projects and continue to be brilliant and it's good for the show because it needs a refresh mm. um, but it's just a real shame that a lifelong fan of the show got to be the doctor and then the opportunity was squandered by just inept decisions at every level of production. And that's the thing, because Pietro Catamaran has tried his best to actually do something with it, but I, I think he, he lacks he lacks a certain... And it's horrible to say this, because I, I love him as an actor. I do. I think he's great. Um, he lacks a certain talent that Matt Smith had, where you could deliver the worst script to him, and he would still convince you to watch like, the episode could start, you'd be like, oh god, this is going to be a terrible one, but there was just something about him that was infectious. But that might be more down to the fact that his Doctor was warmer and more approachable, uh, you know, and a bit of a big kid sometimes, which at least made you go, well, you know, wavy McSpaz hands will keep me entertained for the next 40 minutes if the script doesn't. Um, So there is that. Um, It's just... Oh god... And that's, 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 therein lies the rub. Because, you know, Pinata, uh, what's his name? Pinata, um, I'm trying to think of another, Cartwheel. Um, Pinata Cartwheels is a talented guy, and it's a shame that the most solid his doctor has been in terms of not chopping and changing and everything was a glance of his eyes in the 50th anniversary. I think that's harsh. Oh, it's, uh, it's not a critique on him. I mean, in terms of the characters, the character having a, this is who he is. It's always oh, mysterious. And that was it. Every yeah. other episode, it was, now he's wacky. Now he's like a dad who tells crap jokes. Now he's nasty. Now he's compassionate and kind of like Matt Smith, but not. You know what I mean? It's just, I mean, there's, there's, all, there's theories online that say the sleigh ride in Last Christmas is the turning point between series 8 and 9 where he suddenly lightens up. I think... But he was never he was never horrible in series 8. No. He was just short-tempered. Yeah. Uh, and then series 9 begins with him basically having a midlife crisis. So it's like, he lightens up, does he? Then why is the next time we see me having, having a bloody midlife crisis in medieval England? On a, on a freaking tank and everything. It's like, there's no consistency. At all. Yeah. It's like, just, just none. The, the difficulty with the character... And why is the TARDIS cheering him up by giving him antlers? Sorry, that really bugs me. The, I can see. <coughs> oh, um, God. The, the difficulty with the character of the Doctor is also the character's biggest strength in that he is so flexible. Yeah. Mm. And open to possibilities. Which means that if you let him do too much, you then lose the core of who the character actually is and he just becomes... He's a jack of all trades and a master of none, essentially. Yeah. And it's just not as... The more holistic you make him, the less interesting he becomes because the less defined he becomes as a character. A lot of people argue that he has a story arc in terms of his character progression. Citing moments like the sleigh ride and everything is turning points. I would argue no. They say, but he, you know, like he develops. I would say this. Every Doctor's first series, 
they're usually all right at the start. Like, you get a sense of them, and by the yeah. end of that first series, you go, I like this Doctor now. Like, I've got it. They've got it. Then in their second series, they tend to develop a bit more, and they change. They develop more quirks. They're clearly comfortable in the role as an actor at this point. Mm-hmm. Capaldi, I think, definitely he was comfortable by the end of his first series, but he wasn't being given things to say that were consistent. No. No, no. So... Everyone's like, oh, he develops. No, it was just him getting more comfortable, but now he's having to play it differently this week. He's having to change it this week. I would say in his entire run, um, this was online as well, so people were saying, like, oh, what's been his best episode? And I'm like, well, if we're talking about his best performance, probably Heaven Sent, because it's all him. Yeah. Um, and he, he carries that for 45 minutes, and it is a it is a great performance. And until until he until he emerges on Gallifrey, it's a pretty solid episode and concept. Yeah. Um I would say the best episode of his era, for me, arguably, is Mummy on the Orient Express. Oh yeah, hands down. Because it's the only other, it's the only episode I feel that you could have appeared in any of the eras, so it yeah. feels like Doctor Who. Um, I just, I'll say this: if you're gonna miss him, um, we give you our love and emotional support for this thing that once again doesn't really matter. We're all, but we're all gonna die one day, so let's invest time in it. <laughs> Like, if you're going to miss him, we're really sorry for you. You know, like, we hope that his last series and his last episode gives you everything you want for the closure of your favourite version of the character or whatever. Um, If you couldn't give a shit, welcome to 80% of the original viewing figures. Um, Life is hard. Get used to it. Get used to it. Such is life. Or as the French say, such is life. (laughs) That... Is a plagiarised joke. Um, credit to Stuart Lee. Uh, not Stuart Lee, Stuart Francis. Oh, God! No! What have I done? The point is. Um, but I think the rest of us, I'll be perfectly fine with it as long as he gets some decent stories to to play with in his last series. I want that for him. And for us, I all want- I'm asking for is for the return of Malcolm Tucker to British television. Oh. Because if ever we needed... We need the thick of it so badly The right thick now. of its return. We need it so badly. It is now. Oh boy, do we need it. <coughs> and he did say, you will see me again. Mm. He did. But then Peter Capaldi and Amanda Anucci said, yeah, you're never going to see this character again now. No! Peter's, Peter's playing Doctor Who. We are not bringing this character no! back. I'm not saying bring him back right away, but I'm sure we've got at least another four years worth of time where he will be we most appreciated. need Malcolm Tucker. He's the hero. Not Maybe not the hero we deserve, but certainly the hero we need right now. And I wish I wish Peter best of luck going forward in every possible thing he does. Because I think he's great. He's, a, he's magnificent. I just, you know, it's a shame that... And by all accounts, a lovely, lovely, lovely bloke. Yeah. And it's just a shame that we didn't, you know, we, we didn't enjoy his Doctor, but... I enjoyed... Yeah, enjoyed. we didn't enjoy his dogs. <laughs> I, I enjoy I enjoyed more of it than you did. I feel um, now I feel almost insensitive to use this to segue into this particular bit of news next, considering ninety percent of the internet just seemed to talk about his turn in Doctor Who when referring to his back catalogue. I think it's just the circles we move in. But yeah, there is that too. Um, we lost John Hurt last week. I say we. In a selfish the world, way, the world because we, the world, lost a fantastic talent who, despite facing a horrible disease and almost conquering it these last two or three years, yeah, yeah, continued to tell stories and entertain and perform because he loved it. 
Um, and that's really sad. I mean, like I was saying, yeah, a lot of the internet going, goodbye, war doctor. I, I mean, that's... Some people were saying, like... It's uh, Harley's most iconic role. Like, like we send you love, uh, and we hope your regeneration goes smoothly, and I'm like, jog on. Because, okay, yes, he's lovely in Day of the Doctor, but this is the elephant man. Yeah. This is Kane in Alien. You know what I mean? Like, this This is this is freaking... This is... this is. Oh, I've, I've forgot the character's name, but, like, Hellboy. Like, oh, to Dr. a generation... Broom, yeah. What's his name? Sorry, Doctor, Dr. Broom. Dr. Broom. To a generation, he's Dr. Broom. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, Christ alive. 1984? Yeah, Winston in 1984. V for Vendetta? Sutler in V for Vendetta. Oh, God, what's the... Oh... I'm trying to remember what it's called. The one where he... Oh, God, he's the... He goes to America. Englishman in New York. Yeah. That was yeah. freaking brilliant. Like, th- this is... Uh, naked Civil Servant. Naked Civil Servant. Oh, my God. Uh, it, it, John Hurt was just magnificent in everything <coughs> he did. And, yeah, he'll be missed. He was a great actor. 77. So, you know... I know. A, a good run, but young... Yeah, it's a seeking for a lot of British actors, especially even, especially when you looked at his energy yeah, and his, and his work like, work rate. A lot of that generation of actors now are getting, and the generation before is still around, are still working quite a lot, and it's uh, you know seventy seven is is old by any stretch, but could have had another decade in him probably the way things the way a lot of people are going nowadays. Um, and it's just a shame that we won't get to see any more of it. But what a fucking back catalogue to go through of, of what a legacy of work he's left behind. Mm. So go and enjoy some of that. Go watch some John Hurt. Yeah, yeah. Your mother truckers. Yeah, do it. <clears throat> do it. I'm sure that's what he would have wanted for us to say to people: go watch his work, you motherfuckers. Yeah, I think that's what he would have wanted. Uh, go watch my work. Too soon. Um, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Terrible. 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 What else is terrible? I don't all, know. All good. I don't know. Bring me some things. I've, my, my list has run out. Okay, well. the end of my list. Touching back on uh, Spider-Man, down boy. Um, oh, yeah. Sony are producing a, an animated Spider-Man movie. Yes, I, I'm aware of this. It's I believe it's not Peter Parker. Not just that, it's not MCU. Yes, yes, I so knew that. So it's its own that. thing, and they have confirmed... Just like David S. Pumpkins. And the skeletons are... No, oh, the, the part world, of David S. Pumpkins world, is not part of the animated the Spider-Man The world film. needs David S. Pumpkins the now more than ever. Um, Miles Morales is making his f- feature film debut as Spider-Man. Mini Morals? Mini Morals in, uh, in, in the Spider-Man animated movie from Sony, which will be coming out in 20... late 2018, I, I believe. So, yeah. Which means that they're well underway, animation-wise, and probably have already voiced and recorded the whole thing. So who is this playing him? Good question. We don't know as people. We do not know. Do you think they're not going with Donald Glover again? Like they did in the I think thing? he sounds just a little too old if they're aiming for him to be kid Spider-Man. Just a smidge too old. Yeah, I mean, an Ultimate Spider-Man, you can get away with it, because he's in like a, like a story arc and stuff, but like for a full film, it might be a bit of a stretch. Um, but definitely cast him in it. Cast him as his uncle. Cast him as the Prowler. Mm. That'd be cool. So he's not Spider-Man, but he's like Spider's mentor. I think he's a little too young to play his uncle. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> cast him as his mum. Um, <laughs> now I saw one video online that said, "What's going to be a bit difficult about this is based on their adaptation. Some things have been pinched." For homecoming, mm. for example, Ned Leeds is Gank 2.0, basically. Yeah. So you're probably not going to get away with that. Um, you've got to have Gank in it, though. But also, in this animated movie, is it going to be set in a world where Peter Parker was Spider-Man and is now dead? See, this was my. See, 
Here's the thing. We have to take our clothes off. Sorry, no, that's not the thing. Sorry. So this was my argument I was, I was, for I was why... a gym class here. I was a kid for most of the 2000s. I apologize. Ow. This was my argument for why um, <laughs> it made sense for Peter Parker to be the MCU Spider-Man over Miles Morales straight away. Not that you shouldn't do Miles, but... Because I think he's a really cool character. But if because... Tom Holland was willing to play the part for several movies, you could eventually tell that story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For those of you who don't know the Batman of Miles Morales, he becomes Spider-Man in the Marvel Ultimate Universe after... Which was a refreshed hip and pop and lock-in and, and modern take on, on the Spider-Man story. I think, I think we can get into the Ultimate Universe at some point in the future. Maybe on a big damn love. I'm, I'm, I'm working with <coughs> Maybe. Maybe. I think there's definitely, there's definitely a couple of Ultimate stories that could qualify for a for a good old big damn love rub down. How do I ooh, dirty um, How do I put this? Ultimate Spider-Man is my favourite comic yeah, book of all yeah. time. So got a lot of love um, for this. And eventually what's beautiful about it is it kind of has a beginning, a middle and an end. It's written by Brian Michael Bendis yeah. the entire way. And this is this is the original run, volume one and volume two. Mm-hmm. Um it's about Peter Parker and we go through the story and everyone's a little bit younger and it's a little bit different and things are told differently. Norman Osborn's the Green Goblin but the Goblin's a beast and, you know, just like little things like Uncle Ben is, is less sort of wise old sage and more kind of, you know... More a, of a rice magnate. Right, yeah, well... <laughs> swine. No, not a rice magnate. <laughs> He's a banana loaf-eating, ageing hippie. Uncle um, Ben. <laughs> God. And like Doc Ock's stories tied more into Osborn's and, and like just the way they weave it is better. Christopher. MJ's there from day one the point. Yeah. Get the, to it. The point, the point I'm making is, same writer, for the majority of it, same artist, and it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And the end results in Peter Parker, and it's about two years after this. I think the whole thing is like over two years. Two to three years. Because yeah. he's still in high school. Yeah, so he, um, yeah, he, he, yeah. And, and he's 15 yeah, yeah. in the first book. Yeah, so and, I, yes, three at the most. He's 17, maybe 18. Yeah. I think he's about 17. Because yeah. um, there is a time skip between volume one and volume two when suddenly they're in a house with like Iceman and everybody are living at the Parker home. Spider-Man um, has amazing friends. God, yes. Um, Peter dies. He dies saving uh, his neighbourhood and Aunt May and, and he dies. And then Ultimate Spider-Man came back. I think for a while it was just called Ultimate Spider-Man still, wasn't it? No, it was Ultimate Comics Presents Spider-Man. It was Ultimate Comics Spider-Man. So, it started off as Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Then after the first relaunch, it was Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, but it was still listed in the, listed in the indicia as Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Then the third mm-hmm. reboot, which is where Miles Morales was introduced, then it became Ultimate Comics Spider-Man for proper, and then it just became and then it became Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. And now... Essentially, there are... Well, we won't get to that because yeah. that'll complicate even more. <laughs> no, no. But it's essentially, really essentially, it's the same book. It's Ultimate Spider-Man. It just has different names. So if you're seeking it out, have a little Google just to make sure you get in the right volumes if you want to follow it. But eventually, shortly after Peter's death, we meet a new character. We meet a kid called Miles Morales. Yeah. Who... I can't remember. How's he, how he getting infected? I think it's one of the spiders. Is, it's another one of the spiders. Is stolen by his uncle, project. who's the Prowler, which is yeah, a great yeah. adaptation of that character. Um, I think it might be actually a, an attempt to recreate the spider that bit Peter because I think it happens after Peter's already Spider-Man. Yeah, because Osborne, Osborne is seemingly thought dead at the end of the Peter Parker storyline. Like, because he sort of, yeah. he does like the last thing and then he, his, his arm drops. But then you find out later on, no, he's still around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Miles gets the powers, I believe, while Spidey's still about. Yeah. And it's yeah. Spider-Man's death that makes him go, I'm going to step up. I'm going to help. Um, and it's just about this young kid being mentored by the stories and the knowledge of Spider-Man rather than anyone actually telling him what to do. Yeah, he's, he's, 
which is which is amazing because it's basically like this kid has his heart completely yeah. in the right place and he wants to do the right thing and he wants to honor the memory of this dude who he like looked up to and worshipped and he's so out of his depth yeah, yeah. But, and it, yeah. and it, it's it, which is nice because Ultimate Spider-Man Peter's quite young in that one like they really play on him being a teenager and Miles is even younger Miles is Spider-Man. 13 yeah yeah. so it's like it's it's beautifully told but again Brian Michael Bendis writes the whole damn thing it's still writing it still writing that character and it's just like my god when was Ultimate Spider-Man 2000 2000 yeah Oh my god, 17 years writing that story writing Ultimate Spider-Man for 17 years. Which is brilliant, because you get to actually feel it play out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Miles Morales is getting his own animated movie from Sony. Will it have anything to do with the story of Miles Morales as we know it? Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. You can do Miles Morales without... Over-egging Peter. Also, you could mention that there was a Spider-Man you and Miles have, looked you up to him. You could have him as the first Spider-Man, but you need someone to fill that Uncle Ben role. Because mm. Peter is Miles' Uncle Ben. Not literally, but in, 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 in the, the sense whole, that he's the he, person who inspires him to. To, to, to take it up. That's that's where that comes from. and uh, You just need something like that. Like a, like a step-up-to-the-plate yeah. moment with a character yeah. that's important. Uh, oh, shit, gets real moment. Um, All I know is I want it to be, it won't be, considering um, considering how long it is before the film comes out, but I just, uh, it'll be CGI, but if it had been hand-drawn, I would have been just, I would have been what delighted. If is, what if it is hand-drawn? I don't think it is, because they w- it would have got out already, because they would have been working on it for at least three years already. What if you just have a lot of people drawing it? Then it won't have a fluidity like a hand-drawn animated movie should do, where you have a director of animation assigned to each character. What? What if Sony <laughs> have created Alchemy Time? Are you giving Sony credit? <laughs> Tim Curry, what are you doing here? No. Oh. Um, what was Tim Curry doing in the room? Well, you know, sometimes he just slips in. Um, that's what and then he... comes into the room hey that's uh... what she said <laughs> I'll get out of here I'm gonna get you um, by, so yes by night he's a hell of a lover um, <laughs> so one thing I forgot actually oh we we remember Preacher don't we Chris we remember Preacher we had a... our, our second episode was about Preacher we had opinions about Preacher we did Dominic Cooper the Preacher himself hallelujah um, has shared a, a little a little picture little picture from the set of Preacher Season 2. I've been watching Preacher Season 2. It's weird, because Dominic Cooper's just... Preacher dis- Season 1. No, no, Season 2. But it's weird, Dominic Cooper's been recast with Jude Law, and it's just basically about <laughs> shouting at people in the Vatican. Um, yes. I like that. Very good. Thank you. Um, I'm, just trying I'm to here all week. So, Genuinely. I, I didn't finish Preacher. Preacher? Because... Preacher. I just... Didn't, couldn't give a fuck. I just didn't care about it, where it was going anymore. But... I gave it six episodes and then went, I don't need to watch anymore, but I think it's alright. Oh, I can't find this picture. <coughs> um, damn what's, it. Well, it's a picture from the set. So it's, it's going to be a picture of the characters, right? Uh, no. It's going to be a picture of uh, one of the locations, right? No. It's going to be like a picture of, uh, I don't know, like a significant moment in the series, right? Uh, also not. It's what's the picture is, of? Um, well... It is a a picture of Dominic Cooper's be- befooted feet. Yes, befooted. 
And what? Be booted. On on the on the road. Aye. And what a the tail of the preacher. Perturbed. Um. <laughs> and what appears to be a length of severed bloody intestine. What? Yes. That's his. That's his teaser for season yes. two. Yes. So here's, here's some entrails, everyone. That's something of a tone setter. Putting our best foot forward. Um, <coughs> covered in viscera. Viscera. Ah, Viscera. Um, a lovely woman. <laughs> she's lovely. Very red. Um, so. My wonderful butler who's so violent. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, oh, your internet doesn't like bleedingcool.com, just like everyone else. Um, so. Now, it seems like they're gonna go on the road in season two. Like the actual book. Like the actual book. From what I gather, the season one ended basically, and 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 it <laughs> it did end. It, it, it did end, it, but it basically confirmed the, what the what I was thinking going in that oh, this whole series is basically a prequel to Preacher. Um, oh, so, go there it is. There we go. Just a length of <clears throat> severed internal. It looks like intestine to me. Um. So, are a lot of chestbursters spooning? Oh, let's preacher, preacher versus alien. Um, <laughs> just give them time. So, give Dark Horse five minutes and a bit of leeway; they'll make I, it. I've recently read a couple of the the. I've read both the Aliens Batman crossovers. <laughs> They're ridiculous. I oh, read the Superman ones. I've read the second one where a face only... leaps at Dark Side. He grabs it in the palm of his hand and just crushes it. The only one I've read... Unless it struggle for a second, then he just crushes it. And the blood barely scathes his glove, and he just goes... Eh. <laughs> like, what is this? The <laughs> only one I've read of that yeah. is... Deep Breath. Right. Superman versus Aliens versus Batman versus Predator. Piss the fuck off. That's, That's actual, not a thing. actual comic which I have read. Oh, God. I've got a collected edition which is... Superman, Batman, uh, not Superman, Batman. No, it's Batman <laughs> Aliens, Batman Aliens 2, <laughs> Superman Aliens, Superman Aliens 2, Green Lantern Aliens, which stars Kyle Rayner, the worst Green Lantern. However, face protection. So, <laughs> the smartest Green Lantern when fighting Alien. And Superman versus Batman <laughs> versus Alien versus Predator. Good God. <clears throat> I haven't read all of Green Lantern Aliens and I haven't read the Superman ones yet. Call me when Earth is less dumb, please. But anyway, um, Preacher Season 2. 13 episodes. The Preacher! 13 episodes and I just held up four fingers. I don't know why. Because um, <laughs> I'm out of 13 fingers, I guess. And also, you can't see them. And also, yeah, and also, you cannot see me. You can't see me. You can't see me. Um, I would go for a John Cena reference, but fair enough. <laughs> oh, always Beatles. Beatles, then Cena. That's, that's how it goes. Beatles, then Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> it looks like they're going to go on the road, so we're going to head into an adaptation of the comic uh, with them heading off on a quest to find God. And also, it's been confirmed that Hair Star is going to feature prominently in season two, and he's basically the big bad of the series in a way. But there's all sorts of colourful characters and weird people they come across during the sh- the show that is that during this during the comic series, which was ripe for adaptation on the show. So. Um, yeah, the tone I felt of the of the of the first season was right. It just got a bit dull, and they made some weird decisions, which I was like, mm-hmm. 
So I'm hoping they can pick it back up for the second season. I will finish off season one and before I give season two a go. But um, yeah, that's happening. Christopher. Yeah. Um, talking about finishing season ones. Yes. When are we going to do our cluster section? When Satan skates to work. Because I've still got two episodes to watch. I've got five to watch. Oh well, we need to we need to watch them so we can so we can dig into it on the, not this podcast, Matthew, not this episode, but this Matthew, podcast show that we do. It's dead. Its final episodes have gone out on BBC One. Yeah. No one watched. It's dead. It's dead. So we need to conduct a burial. An autopsy. Oh, yeah, I suppose that, that would come before the burial. We need, we need to cut the wine incision into its chest. Oh, God. Peel back the flesh. Crack open the ribs and rip out its cold heart. Class review coming soon. <laughs> um, so, in slightly less disturbing news... Um, Flash and Supergirl have got a crossover on the way. Super Flash. Super Super Flash Flurl. Super Color Flash. Flurl. Flashalistic Grant Gustin and Melissa (laughs) Benwift are Glee um, uh, alumni. And they got some people with some fantastic pipes on both their casts. Oh, yes. And Balanti and the CW crew have all gone, we should probably do something about this. And for at least two years, they've been talking about, oh, we'll do an episode of Flash that's a musical one at some point. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll do, oh, Supergirl, we'll do an episode of Supergirl. Yeah, it's happening. We're getting a Flash-Supergirl crossover. The villain is a Batman Brave and the Bold villain. The Music Meister. The Music Meister. Previously, I don't know what that voice is. <laughs> that's my. I'm not, I don't know what the Music Meister sounds like. That's just my. That's well, my evil voice. Well, he's only appeared once before, and he was voiced by Neil Patrick Harris and vocalised by Neil Patrick Harris uh, in Brave and the Bold in a fantastic episode. That's really weird. Um, and now he's coming to live action. I think. I think Music Meister's just been in Brave and the Bold, to my knowledge, and. Is a Lego figure in Lego Batman Three yeah. Beyond Gotham. He's he was very popular with the fans. Brave and the Bold. Look at yeah, it was a musical yeah. episode. You got a chance to hear Deirdre Bader sing. Deirdre Bader singing and Black Canary was like there was a Phantom of the Opera thing going on with the music master and Black Canary he became obsessed with Black Canary and her voice and everything. And it was really cool. And now he's coming to live action, portrayed by another Glee alumni, Darren Chris. Yes, aka to idiots like me. Harry freaking Potter from the Harry <laughs> Potter musical. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I cannot wait for this now, as weird as that sounds. How excited like, are you? On a scale of 1 to 10, rigid. I'm going to get you more excited. I'm like a 7. I'm like a 7 on the scale. I'm going to get you more excited. I mean, it would have been beautifully meta if Neil Patrick Harris had reprised the role. But I get that they want to sort of keep the Glee thing going because then this way, fans of Glee, who've obviously been without that for years, will go, what? Oh God, we're tuning in. So that's kind of cool. Chris, I'm about to get you so excited. Does Jesse L. Martin sing? Um, <coughs> I don't he know better if, do. I don't know if Jesse L. Martin is, uh, <clears throat> is going to sing. But, um, Sorry, I'm, just, I'm puking with excitement. Is Martian Manhunter going to sing? Rachel Bloom has written a song for it. Shut the front. Cunt. Uh, YouTube and <laughs> I can't believe I just used that word, but sod it. YouTube and uh, <laughs> crazy, crazy. Welcome to Big. De- Welcome to the last episode of Big Devcast, everybody. Crazy ex girlfriend. Yes, crazy ex girlfriend. YouTube and crazy ex girlfriend star Rachel Bloom has written a song 
for the uh, for the crossover, and not only is it a duet between Grant Gustin and Melissa Benoist, <clears throat> it's also called Super Friends. It's a comedy musical song <laughs> written by a brilliant comedy music writer to be sung by two people in spandex. By two people in spandex by two massive lovies from a massive cult phenomenon musical TV show. This is quite possibly the stagiest bit of news we've ever had on the show, so and I'm excited about it. for the Flash Supergirl crossover! Because I don't really watch I don't watch Arrow anymore. I don't watch Legends. I watch The Flash, and I try and keep up on Supergirl. Mm. I think they're the two best... Sh- I, don't, I don't think the other two are bad shows. They're no, just, but- they're, they're, they don't really have... The, the clarity, consistency, and sort of sense of... I don't think they're... they're I don't think they're bad. I think sense of direction that the other two have. Dull, yeah. maybe, is the worst thing I can say about them. I don't think they're bad. Um, but The Flash is fun and interesting and not afraid to be more than a little bit silly. And Supergirl is also fun and interesting and not afraid to be more than a little bit silly and also has Melissa Ben West in it. Ben, Melissa Ben West. It's Ben. It's Ben. 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 Ben West. Ben West. Ben West. Let's say Ben West because it looks like Benoit, but every interview I've ever heard, yeah. as as the the S and the T are there. So ben West. Let's say Ben West. Ben West. Ben West. And also, Fat Kev Smith's got his episode of it coming up soon. Yes, he has. He went out in America uh, last week, didn't it? So we'll we'll get it in the UK next week. We're usually two weeks behind. Possibly, we? I need to catch up. I'm, I'm really behind on it because I always, whenever shows in like like that in the states take the mid season break, I always learn fall behind because I forget it's back on. Can the episode just end with um, Tyler do Superman rocking up? Just well, it's two belting out a power cord oh, and saving Tyler the day. Franklin, <laughs> um, it's two episodes. Shut up. No, it's it's a, it's a Flash episode and then a Supergirl episode. So it's an hour or and a, a Supergirl, half. Or a Supergirl episode and then a Flash episode. So, so basically what we're getting is a feature-length musical episode. Split into two halves. With an intermission. Ah! Sorry, I've just realised that they'll probably broadcast it on the night with an intermission, won't they? Oh, I think it'll be separate. Um, I think it, Sorry, I was just nuzzling the cat. I think it'll be <laughs> That's separate. That's not a euphemism. Um, yet. I think it'll be set. I don't think it'll be the same night. Oh, I hope it's on the same night. And I hope it. instead of the usual ad break, they just have a card that says intermission for 15 minutes. That would be genius. <laughs> Can you imagine them giving up that much ad revenue? Okay. Five minutes, but have have the ads in, in like, a spl- like, like a, um, oh god, what's it called with this, this screen Oh, uh, picture in picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's like a name for it, a TV term for, for when it, uh, oh, I don't oh, know. We're, we're gonna, some, we're like squeeze, the something the like that. Um, oh, credit squeeze. <laughs> oh, credit shit. grope. But um, speaking of grope, speaking of grope, <laughs> uh, no. The reason the reason that you just looked over into my tablet and see much of it and why you made that reference is because the Flash actually had a massive, ups- uh, a pretty big upswing in ratings for its last episode oh. because all the other four networks were showing uh, Donald Trump's uh, Supreme Court uh, pick. So everyone, so everyone so, didn't want to so watch that. Everybody switched in, switched over and watched the Flash. <laughs> I mean that's hilarious, but also very te- like that's very telling, isn't it? That's so yeah. telling. Um, let's bring some more joy back into the world, Matt. With the Lego Batman movies out in a few weeks, it is oh, in a couple of weeks actually. In fact, no, a week, 
and we'll probably talk about it episode after next. Expect a review on probably my YouTube channel oh, in between now, I imagine. I'll try and get to see it with you. Oh, you handsome Sram! But. <laughs> bit weird, isn't it? But. By all that is holy. Um, what's great about uh, Lego Batman movie being in cinemas, aside from the fact we're finally going to get a Batman movie where it's not taken that seriously. <laughs> Lego merchandise. Friend of the show, Billy Tracy. Uh, apparently blew a lot of his recent payday on Lego Batman merch the other day. It blew his wad on all that sweet plastic. Blew it. Well, now I'm more than happy for him. <laughs> but that. alongside um, the Lego Batman movie has uh, has been the release of Lego's most popular bit of merch over the last couple of years the blind bag purchase where they'll release a bunch of minifigures usually about 15 in a, in a series mm-hmm. or thereabouts um, 15 to 20 uh, in a bag you can't see what you've got until you buy it take it home and open it up but the good thing about them is because the minifigures are always <laughs> just the right size for fitting right up your bum Indeed. Um, unless you click the base to their feet, in which case... Well, that's the plug. Oh, so you, be- you just better hope it doesn't come off. <laughs> oh, it's a trip to the A&E for you, sonny boy. And some awkward conversations. Now, this series of minifigures is based this year. The first series is based on the Lego Batman movie. And as part of the plot of the movie, from what we can tell from the trailers, is the Joker unleashes an army of, like, Z-list villains. So the majority of this blind bag wave of Lego figures are the Z-list villains from the film. Including, like, er- is that Eraserhead? That I would... It's a dude who is wearing a pencil, pencil pinstripe suit and has a rubber for a head. Yeah, unlike the mask is the metal bit that connects the rubber to the pencil. Now, I already so. have... I've already had a few of these. Uh, I've got King Tut... I've got uh, the calculator. I've got an electric lady who I don't recognise. I'm gonna. I'm looking it up for you now. See if I can work out who she is. And I've got. Uh, I've got um, Pisces as well. Pisces. Oh, sorry, not Pisces. Zodiac. I call him Pisces because he's holding a fish. Uh, Zodiac. Pisces. Now, there's a few main characters. There's Joker in his prison duds. There's Harley in a nurse outfit. There's Barbara Gordon in sort of like a makeshift um, Batgirl outfit. <coughs> there's the coffer she's very tan so she looks a bit like Jezebel Jet from the Grant Morrison run um, are we talking about um, Barbara Gordon uh, is that the is that Barbara Gordon or in the pink black yeah outfit? she's she's black in the movie oh that yes. makes sense then because I've seen pictures of Gordon Gordon is black oh okay that's um, cool Harvey, oh, that's Dent. Cool. Harvey yeah. Dent Harvey Dent is also black because he's being played by Billy D. Williams in, in an attempt to actually let him be two-faced now considering he was uh Kicked off of Batman Forever and replaced with Tommy Lee Jones by Joel Schumacher. I did not know that. I really like that. Billy D. Williams is two-faced in the Lego oh, Batman I about, movie. I didn't, I, didn't love Batman. I didn't know about them making um, making mm. the Gordons black. That's actually really cool. I well, think that's really d- cool. Diversify the cast, make yeah, it a bit more interesting. Know, um, <laughs> they also made Dick Grayson into just a little dork, but I'm down with that because he looks hilarious and he gets the best little bits in the trailer. Lucy's favourite bit is the um, where he's on the conveyor belt and he goes, Wah! off the end of it. My favourite my favorite bit, Robin, <gasps> is... Secret camera. RIP! <laughs> I can only look you in the eyes right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, in a new item I like to call, we're going to open a blind bag Lego figure. I have got before you a blind bag Lego figure. It, oh. Before you open it, I know who the uh, the lady is. My mother. And she, <laughs> I don't think she's got a merit. I don't think she's got electric powers. Oh, she is. Oh, the mime. <coughs> what? The 
the Mime. What? Is that a DC character? She's an obscure Batman enemy. Oh my god. She, she's Her real name is Camilla Orton. She clashed with him in 1987. Yeah. Um, oh, during that burst of, we can create new villains. Oh wait, no we can't. She's a talented, precise, <laughs> practiced mime. Uh, she's a classically trained dancer. Uh, ah, she has electrified gloves. Right, okay. So, she oh, has... So when, when we say they're going for obscure-ass characters, we're not wrong. Matthew Watson. She is the daughter of a, of, of a wealthy <laughs> industrialist named the Firework King. <laughs> Lego Batman movies opening up new avenues to you, to stuff you never knew about. The mime. Shall we see if we've got the mime again? I hope I don't. Because I, I don't want to get a duplicate. If I get a duplicate... Um, we might have to start a Patreon or a donation pool so people can pay for us to get the full set. Because <laughs> it'd be really boring if it was a duplicate every week. Okay, research, I'm, research. I'm. Uh, I would like to commentate on the actions uh, that are happening. So he's using the scissors to carefully part the plastic top from the plastic bottom, and the top is all the way off. It's all the way off. He's opening up the bag. The crinkle of the bag is sweet, and I can see his face. His face is jubilant. Let's tip it out, tip it out, tip it out. And the plastic has hit the I've, floor. I've got the one figure I really wanted. What is the figure you really wanted? I you... seem to have acquired in my fifth, sixth blind bag Lego Batman movie purchase, Batman in his Hugh Hefner style smoking jacket. <laughs> With a lobster on a microwavable plate. The official name for which is Lobster Loving Batman. Of course it is. Lobster Loving Batman. Why wouldn't Batman. that be its name, Matthew? I actually have a complete list of all 20 figures in the wave. So who we got, fam? We've got... Because one of them looks a bit like Orca, but I might be wrong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you the list. Because sh- there's pictures as well. We've got lobster-loving Batman. Yeah, we do. We've got Dick. Have we? All right. Uh, we've got Arkham Asylum Joker. Nurse Harley Quinn. Giggity. Commissioner Gordon. <clears throat> yes. Glam Metal Batman. I've got that one. Glam Metal Batman. Catman. I. I mean, that's genius that they've. Uh, it, it, Catman is so a obvious. real character. I know, but it's so obvious. Just, just there is just a literally real character. Recolor the Batman outfit, and you've um, got Catman. Clan of the Cave Batman. Clan of the ca- Oh, he's a caveman. Uh, vacation Batman. What? Batman. I've got that one, yeah. I've got that he's one. little rubber ducket. Fairy Batman. Of course. Barbara Gordon in police outfit. Yeah, she's the new commissioner. Uh, a pink power Batgirl. So, Barbara Gordon in makeshift outfit. Uh, the Red Hood. Joker-style Red Hood, which makes me delighted. Calculator. Yeah, I got him. Zodiac Master. Oh, is that his name? Yeah. All oh, right, I've got him as well. Orca. <coughs> it is Orca! Hey, King, does, does it, do they have boobs? That's uh, the question. I can't see. King Tut. Because Orca was always sort of like, sort of like a, usually done as a lot. I know, it looks like a bloke. They've not given it any of the usual yeah. feminine whales. Uh, Orca was always usually sort of like a, a, sort of a very heavy set woman with a killer whale head. March Harriet. March Harriet. Oh, is she from the Mad Hatter's gang? Uh, I think so. Uh, Eraser. Eraser. And Mime. Mime? Mime. Mime? Um, the Mimes so of Moria. That's a pretty good, wonderfully obscure set of villains. 
That's magnificent. It is, isn't it? It's genius because the um, also the main Lego sets. The main Lego sets are full of you know like the well-known villains. So it's quite cool that the blind bag series is the who the hell are these characters? Mm. That is so cool. Well, join us next week when we will have two packets, uh, and we'll see what the fuck's going to go down in Batman Town. Catman, maybe unless they sell them all. Catman, do. Catman. Now you've been getting in touch with the show using the power of the internet. Um, if you haven't been in touch before and you'd like to get in touch, that's simple. Hit us up on Twitter, Big Damn Cast. Um, either using the hashtag or follow us at Big Damn Cast. Or email BigDamnContact at gmail.com. Or don't see if I care. He does care. He cares I do care. I cry at night when you don't do it. He cares. So much. I cry alone at night too often. <coughs> you smoke and drink and don't come home at all. <coughs> Only women bleed. <coughs> Only cat men bleed. <coughs> Only cat men bleed. <coughs> um, yes. <coughs> First email comes from Google. It says new sign in from YouTube on iPhone. <laughs> That's actually what we don't need. Um, <clears throat> Jacob! Jacob! Hello, Jacob! Hello, Jacob! Um, Hello, Jacob! We're gonna buy you a hat to nail it to you! We're not, we're not, Jacob, just to clarify, we don't have the budget no. for prizes as of yet. I mean, one day. One yeah. day. Maybe we will mail out the blind bag copycats. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Chris and Matt. Bye. This is going to be a short email as I'm in exams this week. Uh, well, good luck for that, Jacob. Although, I think we might be a bit late for that now because obviously we recorded this show last week early, so this came through after that. Anyway. Good luck um, retroactively. Yes, I hope that goes well for you. Hope you weren't emailing um, during the exam. And I, desper- I desperately need to study in the words of the great Patrick Trout and I am scared <laughs> stiff. Last week someone asked you if you would do commentary for Doctor Who episodes, what would you consider doing as commentary for the Star Wars movies? We uh, have maybe and possibly will or will not consider... Possibly, maybe, maybe doing or not doing commentaries for some things, which may or may not include episodes of Doctor Who, and or may or may not include Star Wars movies. We have not decided yet. Is the long answer to that question? Decipher that. Um, now for Doctor Who <laughs> questions, which we must reluctantly answer, Chris. So I want no enthusiasm from you at all on this, or it'll be an instant fail. Okay, one, um, sec- one second, one second. Ha ha! Oh. If you could have any prop used in any Doctor Who except a TARDIS, Sonic Screwdriver, or a Dalek, what would you have? Personally, for me, it would be either an Earthshock Cyberman gun or Lynx's gun slash cigarette holder. So, so so what's that? If we could just have any any props in Doctor Who, apart from a TARDIS, Sonic Screwdriver, or Dalek. So, like, something obscure. Um, uh, I think if, if you had to, if you have to just pick the one, McCoy's Broly. Mm. Just just to be classic, like classic, or or a Pertwee cape. Mm. So you could swish around cape. corners, looking fabulous. I do love a Pertwee cape. I would have. Um, I would. Have. That's some green bubble wrap. <laughs> I'd have a, a pyramids of Mars and mummy. Oh, just stood there in the corner of the room. Yeah, you'd bang, you'd bang your tits on it every time you walk past. It's huge barrel chest. Mm, this massive um, bazongas <laughs> with these big old Egyptian um, melons. 
Out, out of all the villains in the Doctor Who universe, which do you think is the most frightening, I think that's supposed to be. Please don't pick the weeping angles. Um, oh, I think it's frightening, if we're talking sort of like it gives you that reaction of, ah, like really sort of just spooked and freaked out, I guess. Mm. Mm, Autons, man. Yeah, Because just them are. smashing through a window would that shit me right up, son. They are particularly <coughs> creepy. <coughs> They're um, killing me from the inside, just the thought of them. Yes, I think they are. <clears throat> Actually, literally killing you from the inside. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Most frightening. Um, Muse. Clockwork droids are pretty spooky. Clockwork droids are also spooky. Um, I am gonna go with uh, the the Nymon. Because they're terrible. Uh, no, and, that, and, that, fr- and that frightens you. Yeah. More than one could ever know. Actually, I've never seen Horns of the Diamond. Um, really? No, I've never seen it. Um, There's a Doctor Who story I've watched that you haven't. I find that hard Kroll, to believe. Kroll. Kroll's terrifyingly bad. <laughs> the puppet. Uh, Creature from the pit. I don't know. <laughs> That's how you talk to it. Honestly. Um... <laughs> No, I think I'm, I'm going to second your Autons vote, but it's the blankness of this. It's the Uncanny yeah. Valley thing. It's the, they look <clears throat> almost real, and then... But not... <clears throat> and then <clears throat> the dummies just look like dummies. Ah, stop it. Um, <laughs> That's for spear, isn't it? Right? Which villains would you want to return, either from classic or new hue? Uh, Kroll, obviously. <laughs> obviously Kroll. Um... um well, a bit of news this week. The Ice Warriors are back in Series 10. Yeah, the Ice Warriors are back in Series Well, you know, they paid for that costume and that puppet. <clears> they've <throat> got to use it. And then they didn't use it for four years. <laughs> so, <laughs> they've, yeah. got to, they've got to get the money's worth somehow. Uh, um, I would like to see... Um, a bit of a copper answer. I'd like to see Sontarans of the original kind rock up again. Like I don't just mean like the look, I just mean, you know, the 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 the, the ones that we last saw in Poison Sky. Yeah. Like where they are just warmongers and you know, murderers who glee who take glee in, in battle. Any Sontaran who isn't comedy <clears throat> strax. Yes. Basically. Hell, based on score, Dance Darky can play this. Oh yeah. By all means I've Dance Darky do it, but just not just, D Strax. Yes. Um, and the other cop answer is nothing else because I would just like to see some original cool stuff now. I'd like an alien pastiche with the women. <laughs> oh god. Um, <coughs> you're literally killing me. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't like that. I kind of would actually. Tell me you wouldn't like that. I kind of um, would. Will you be watching series 10? Uh, I'll give it a go. I think we kind of have to now, because... Um, Things can only get better. Oh, God. Can only get better. Ooh. Now i found you. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, we've got to give it a go, haven't we? I've got a morbid curiosity. Also, no, you this last series, I'm, I'm just like, come on, let's we, see we what you We can talk got. about it on this wonderful show. <coughs> um, on this fine... Because we're going to get asked about it, so we're going to have to talk about it. Um, if your doctor, if your favourite doctor didn't exist, who do you think would be your favourite doctor? Um, the one who doesn't have the really cold hands. 
<laughs> if there was no Tom, it'd be John. If there was no John, it would be someone else. Um, so wait, wait, so, so, so wait, what? Like, if your favourite Doctor didn't exist, who's your favourite Doctor? Yeah. So basically, who's your favourite Doctor? Um, John Pertwee. Yeah, uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> for both of us, actually. What do you think of a Paul McGann Netflix series? Uh, We've answered this a couple of times. I have. Uh, sign me up for 12. Uh, <laughs> pitch your ideal Doctor Who spin-off series. We've also done that. Yeah, yeah. Also yeah. done that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think we came up with the the idea of a unit uh, series with past companions. I think, I think that was the uh, sensible answer. I think was mine was really facetious. Yours was brilliant. Uh, what was yours again? It was the the Chesterton one, wasn't it? That was. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm not even going to tell you. Go back and listen to it. Go, people. go find it. It's like two or three episodes ago. Um, it was long. Ago. <coughs> uh, also, a little a little final from Jacob. Why is Donald Trump bad at Tetris? He likes to build walls. That I mean, you'd have, actually you you'd have to be pretty good at Tetris well, no, to build they a wall. Disappear. Oh yeah. So he has to make them so they don't disappear. I wish he'd disappear. Better at tricky towers, really. Um, <laughs> do, 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 this one this one do, comes from Nervesphere Studios. I don't have a name. I just have an address. Oh cool. Hey guys. Anonymous. Or guy. Anonymous. Or, or gal. Or person. Uh, big quite sm- quite big quite small damn questions. <laughs> I'll take uh, it. What are your opinions on the show Ultimate Spider-Man on Disney XD? I have just sat through a few episodes and I think it's a bit shit, but gets too much hate in my opinion. Getting mixed signals from you there. Also, I've been getting into comics and graphic novels again. What graphic novels would you guys recommend? Uh, we touched uh, on that one again recently, but I'm gonna, we'll, we can go back to it because... Well, that's the yeah. last one I think was was Super Marvel DC yeah, specific, yeah. so we'll, we'll open up a bit more. Okay. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon not based on the comic book of the same name. Nope. Um, well, it is in one way. Peter's, Peter's got long hair in it. It's not based on Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, that's, ba- that's basically yeah, where the comparisons begin and end. Yes. I say facetiously. Uh, but um, Like all the Disney XD replacements for already existing Marvel animation shows, it's not very good. No. I hear it gets, I much, I hear it. It gets much better as it goes on because yeah. they lose the wackier sides and it becomes more about just telling action-based stories. And... I don't hate it, but I'm not in love with it. No, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. Like I've only watched two full episodes. I watched the first one, which I really didn't like, and I watched a Spider Verse one, where the first half was set, I think, in the same universe as Spider Girls. So, like, he met Mayday Parker, and the the other half of the episode was set in 2099, and that was all in CGI, and it looked kind of cool. But it wasn't. It wasn't particularly brilliant. Like you say, like it's. Spectacular Spider-Man and Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes were smashing. And Earth then, Mightiest Heroes were so Then good. Disney XD did that thing that all these channels do where they replace them every three or four years to keep it fresh and sell more merchandise, even though they don't sell toys for a bunch of these things. Um, and the replacement shows were kind of crap. So, yeah. <coughs> That's my review in the form of phlegm. Um Comics and graphic novels recommendations, Christopher. Uh, well, again, like I say, we'll repeat in a few here. But like, if we we're just saying, you know, go check out some super. If you want some superhero ones, uh, Superman Birthright. Yep. Uh, Batman Hush. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman: The Long Halloween. Yep. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man Volume One. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man Big Time. Spider-Man Big Time. Jumping on point for the ongoing Spider-Man series. Um. Uh. Oh, tell you what I did read, actually, recently. I, I dug a lot, actually. The, I, I dug the first volume of it. I wasn't keen on the second arc, but Captain Marvel, the Carol Danvers stuff. Oh, yeah, which... The first story one, arc of which... that. Uh, Marvel Now's the first one. The first oh, story so, arc uh, was quite a nice introduction. Back in time and... 
Yes. Yeah. 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 That one was pretty Pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Uh, Ms. Marvel, actually. Ms. Marvel's fun. Ms. Marvel's really good. Um, If you like like things a bit more violent, a bit grittier, I highly recommend Hack Slash by Tim Seeley. And by by the same token, Preacher. Yes, yes. uh, By Steve Dillon and uh, Garth Ennis. Also, their runs on Punisher. Welcome back, Frank's pretty cool, if you Mm. like Punisher. Mm. Um, The Mark Wade's Daredevil run is, is really good, as is Frank Miller's. Uh, Jonathan Hinkman's Fantastic Four, Jonathan Hinkman's Avengers, although that can be a bit dense if you're not used to the universes, so it's, it's one to go to if you know the characters a bit better, but it's real good. And if you're um, up for a laugh, pure and simple, um, and I don't mean this in a condescending way, but yeah. if you're just up for a laugh, pure and simple, track down any of the like the original sort of first batch of issues of yeah. anything by Stan Lee and Steve oh, Ditko, yeah. Jack yeah, Kirby. It's like Fantastic Four and Incredible like, Hulk in simplistic particular. Simplistic by today's standards. Yeah, but a lot uh, of fun. But- but fun, especially mm. the Jack Kirby stuff. I've, I've read like the first chunk of, I read the first volume of the, the Doctor Strange Masterworks. Is that uh, Ditko? Uh, it's Ditko and Lee. Yeah, yeah. And it's um, it's all from like Strange Tales. Uh, so they're all shorter stories. Really cool, actually. Really cool, and especially when uh, you finally go into like magical realms and Ditko gets to go crazy with his art. Um, should, should we get? Should we give? Should we give him? Should we give him one each? Where we're just like, this is the one where if, you, if you've got like ten quid on you now and you're on Amazon. And you're going to buy one, pick up. I, I if I'm going to put forward one of them, I'd say pick up Batman Hush. It's a blockbuster in a book. I don't know because if you want to get, I'm going to say if you want to get away from superhero stuff. Yes. Okay. That, that's that's the superhero try, pick. Batman Hush. Try uh, Saga from Image Comics. Saga's fun. Yeah. Um, try the Walking Dead Volume One. I fell off the Walking Dead, but yeah, it's worth giving it a go because mm-hmm. you might like it. That first volume's um, nice and tight. It's told yeah. quite well. Uh, Why the Last Man? From I still Comics. need to read that. Brian K. Vaughan. Sandman. By an Neil Gaiman, Gaiman. Uh, also um, Phonogram by uh, Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey. If you want weird Brit poppy music is magic, uh, really cool stuff. Um, <laughs> volume one's called Rue Britannia. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, man, there's fucking loads of stuff. I, we literally could do a whole episode about this stuff. Um, keep an eye on our YouTube channel as we go through our new show, Big Damn Love. We will be touching on various comic books. Um, I've got Chris's... The first episode, which was Chris, uh, was on Spider-Man Craven's Last Hunt. Which I wouldn't recommend as a first off. Not I, first I, off, I, but it is a good... Summit to read when you're a bit more invested in Spidey and his It's villains. a good story. Uh, it's a great <coughs> story. And then I'll also be... The one I'll be doing in a couple of weeks' time... Oh, tease, tease. ...is a essential reading for that character and... You should give a go, but I'm not going to tell you what it is because I want you to come and watch it on our YouTube channel. Stay tuned. Um, okay, Gen- gentle viewer. And finally, <gasps> Lewis Christian, whose views and correspondence we may or may not endorse. Just to clarify. Just to clarify. In a vague way. We will not clarify our position. Um, <laughs> hello, Matt and Chris. Chris! Yes? Divert your A's. Divert, div, divert your A's? Uh, divert my divert, A's and dot my lowercase J's. Divert your A's away from this email. <laughs> oh, God. It's for Matt's eyes only. For you'll now find my out My favourite Bond film. For Matt's eyes only. <laughs> um, just like Thunderbolts. Uh, <laughs> instead of Doctor Who questions, oh. I thought I'd throw together a quickfire quiz for Christopher Eccleston Johnson. Oh, shit. With biscuits. series one as the specialist subject. Oh! <gasps> 
Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me he's put together a real quick fire quiz about series one of the Doctor Who revival. Answers follow... My favourite 13 hours of television ever made. Answers follow each question. And Matt's word is <coughs> final. Oh, tits. So without further ado. Oh, Lewis, you bastard. Okay, let's do this. Question the first. Oh! In Bad Wolf, the android asks the following question. The Great Cobot Pyramid is built on the remains of which famous Old Earth Institute? What does the contestant incorrectly answer? And for a bonus point, what was the name of the contestant? Fudge! Oh my god! The correct answer is Torchwood. I know that much. I think. Um, oh, what was the name of the contestant? Christ, you know what? There's picking up on details and then there's not pick. I have no idea. I have no idea. Go on. The contestant answers with touchdown uh, and his name is Broth. Damn it. Is the correct answer Torchwood to that question? I assume to the Touchdown I would, Institute. I would assume Torchwood. that the correct answer was Torchwood. Because that's the first mention um, of it. Sneakily, a year before yes. we even knew there was going to be a thing. Uh, God, Russell's good, isn't he? Question of the second. Oh, Mince. Electric Googling. The reptile room of questions. What is the final line spoken in Aliens of London before the next time trailer? Um, Christ. It's, we'd like to thank, I'd like to thank you all for wearing your um, ID cards. They'll help to identify the bodies. Oh, he's good. <laughs> That's correct. <coughs> we have one point. I got, to, I got to say that out loud in a video and it was so much fun. <laughs> Question three. In Dalek, how does the Doctor describe Davros? Oh God! It's, oh, because it's literally like a really short line, isn't it? It was, a, it was like a something like a mad uh, king of his own little kingdom, something like that. Pass. What is it? I'm going to give you that one. What is it? He, the Doctor refers to Davros as a genius, a man who is king of his own little world. <laughs> so I'm going to give you that one. Because doesn't even doesn't say his name, he just says that, and everyone who's ever watched Davros' story goes, oh, he's all about Davros. Two points! Ooh! Two points! Two points, my favourite 90s rapper. What date? It's question the fourth, by the way. Oh, tits. I thought it was question the eighth. Question 4.0. <laughs> <laughs> question, question resurrection. Live free or question four? What date? Question four of the Goblet of Answers. <laughs> what date was Pete Tyler born on, <coughs> as referenced in the opening line of Father's Day? <coughs> what date was Pete Tyler born on? Yeah. There's no way on heaven and earth I'm going to get this, so can I guess the month? Uh, you can guess the month. And if I get the month right, I get a point. No. If I get the month right, I at least get your respect. You get, you, you, you'll never get my respect, but oh. I'll stroke your thigh. Ooh. Ooh. October? Oh, your thigh is safe for another day. Oh. No, he was born on the 15th of September, 1954. I was, I was a month off. Damn it. I guess I shan't be molested this eve. <laughs> question five. Oh, no. Live free or question five. The Tom Baker of questions, because as we all know, Peter Cushing's canon. Um, a good day to question five. At the start... At the start <laughs> oh, sorry, the... I'm just going to make sure I don't die before question five. <laughs> In case anyone hasn't figured out, I'm a little unwell. <laughs> Is that... Is that a dog you've just coughed up? 
God. Kill. Fully grown? Where were you keeping that? Kill me. I know nothing of the sunlight. <laughs> Take it away. <clears throat> Question Cinco. At the start of The Empty Child, what does the psychic paper read about the Doctor? Oh. The start of The Empty Child. So this is... When is it he first uses it, then? I guess when he flashes... Does he flash it in front of the crowd of people? He's an air raid inspector? Bomb inspector? Is that not when he first flashes it? I don't know when he first flashes it, but that's not what it says. Go on, what does it say? Dr. John Smith, Ministry of Asteroids. Yeah, well, he flashes, yeah, he flashes it to the club because he's talking about um, how he's looking for something that fell out of the sky. That's right, he doesn't know it's a bomb because he doesn't know the blitz yet, does he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. tit wrangles. And finally, question six, City Under Siege. Can you list all of the bad wolf spots that appear in series one? I'm looking for ten. There's ten total, of them. And I apologise if I miss any in the list of answers. All the bad wolf spots... In series one, in your own time. Okay. Um, have you got them all listed there? I've got them all listed here. Cool. In order of appearance. Cool. The big bad wolf, Gwyneth in, in Unquiet Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, the bad wolf written in German on the side of the bomb at mm-hmm. the end of Dr. Dances. That's two! We've got two! Bad wolf graffiti in World War Three. That's three! We've got three! Bad bad wolf graffiti on the playground. In I don't know which episode, but there's bad wolf graffiti on like a kid's play park at some point. Is that one of them? It's close, but I'm going to need you to be a little more specific. It's on the playground in Father's Day? Or is it in part of the ways it's in the flash of bad wolf everywhere? <laughs> Get the episode right, but not the location. But it's graffiti on like brick wall somewhere. It is graffiti, but for the sake oh, on, of on this the, question, on the on the floor, it's on the like the 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 tarmac. The tarmac where? <laughs> Shit, it's near the power estate. Yay! Ah, oh, very okay. Four. Um, <coughs> fuck. Um, the Blade Droog. Yep. Project. Five. Um, uh, Bad Wolf TV in Bad Wolf. Yep. Well, not in Bad Wolf, but well. Well, yeah, isn't it? Bad Wolf is is the name of the... No, Bad Wolf TV is a station in Long Game. Bad Wolf is... What is it in... Is the name of the 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 corporation, the company? The satellite? No, fuck. What is it? What is the name of the satellite in in Bad Wolf and Point of the Ways? Satellite 5. Satellite 5. No, no. No, it's the game station. It was Satellite 5 in Long Game. it's the game station. But Bad Wolf is on the wall at some point, isn't it? Like, oh, why is it on the wall? That's a good question. Why would Bad Wolf be on the wall of the game station? Good question. I will get back to that one. My brain is frying. <laughs> You're there! You're so close, Christopher! I know, it's there because it's, uh... God, is it the name of the... Oh, it's not the name of the satellite all of a sudden. It's the game station. It's basically. not the name of the satellite. The game station is the satellite. <clears throat> is it the broadcasting company that now owns the satellite? Oh, very well done, hey! Christopher! Okay, I've so got, you've got... I've, I've got three that I've not got. There's, if there's ten, there's three I've not got. Um, there, are, there are three uh, you haven't got. <coughs> I just died. Um, 
Do you uh, think you've got the first one? Of the three? Of, of, the, of, the, of the remaining three. Oh, I thought it was Unquiet Dead, but it isn't. Uh, there is a Bad Wolf mentioned somewhere in in uh, End of the World. Can you remember what it is? Mm. <laughs> is it a line of dialogue? Someone says it. Yeah. Do they? No. Is it written down somewhere? Is it? Oh, there's is one it? where it's, there's one where it's text on 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 the piece of text somewhere. Is that an unquiet in in End of the World? It is not. Oh my god, Lewis, you're a bastard. I love this. Um, okay, uh, but it is text in one of them somewhere. It is text in one of them. I will, I will... Is that by any chance in... I will push um, you, I will push you in the right direction and say that out of the three you've left... Yeah. One is visual, two a dialogue. Ooh, tip wangles! Um, <laughs> oh god, this is tougher than I thought. Is Part of the Ways one of these remaining episodes? Because I wouldn't count that considering it's the Maybe big reveal. On. Good, okay. Um, okay. Uh, is it typed into a search bar or something in nope. Islands of London? No. <coughs> uh, we already said the graffiti on the side of the TARDIS, so TARDIS in World War 3, didn't we? Um, yep. oh, there's a mention of it in Dalek somewhere. Is that, is. is that, is that the, is that the, it's like tech, it's like sort of on the screen, it's just part of the garbled stuff. It is not. No, is it on one of the security feeds? It is not. So I'm thinking of the wrong episode. Um, we already mentioned that Babble TV is a station in the long game, but is it also in the text on the thing in the long game? No. There's no. None of these double up. None of these episodes double up. Okay, so they're all individual episodes. Right, so there's one in rows that I don't know about, isn't there? There is not one in rows. Oh, thank Christ! Okay, so end of the world... To end of the world, we've not got one in yet. Are we counting Aliens of London? We've done World War Three. World War Three and Aliens of London, you've got. Okay, you've got it. So, so end of the world, Dalek, uh, Father's Day. That's three episodes. Are those the three episodes I've not got it in yet? Oh, okay. Father's Day is it? Oh, where is it in Father's Day? <laughs> is there a mention of, like, fairy tales of, like... Um, no. Kid's storybook or something? You're way off. <laughs> You're much closer with one you really get. <coughs> Father's Day. Graffiti in Father's Day as well. But where? It's the... Is that, is that the kid... Is that the kids' playground? No, it's not the kids' playground. No, okay, because I was thinking about Baby Mickey. Um, Father's Day. Is it somewhere on the street where Pete Tyler gets knocked down? Is, is, oh, God, is it, okay, it's one of the music posters, isn't it? Like, is it all the posters on the it wall? scribbled on one of the music posters, yeah. Yeah! Boom team. Okay. Two more. Okay. So the end, of the, wo- the end of the world and Dalek. I, I believe it's in the end of the world as some kind of digital text somewhere on the screen. <laughs> It shows us garble nonsense on screen, so it's just amongst all the stuff. Both the ones you've got left are both audio. Oh, right. Okay, never mind. Um, I think I'm thinking... I think that one that I'm thinking of is actually You're thinking from, of the long game. Is that the long game? Yeah. Oh, of course. Bible TV, the logo. Okay, yeah. I thought maybe I was thinking of, um, of Turn Left. Uh, but, oh, no, maybe. That's, but no, that's, um, that's street art. Oh my god, this is... Ah! Right. Okay. In Dalek, is it the name of one of the, like just sort of the security uh, like the, the security team like where they're barking out like what manoeuvres to take no why am I thinking that I'm not sure you're on the right <laughs> lines 
<laughs> oh God! For the sake of entertainment, I need to stop shortly because this is going to get painful. This is normally where Chris Tarrant says, "We'll find out after the break." We'll find out after the break. Um. <coughs> oh my God! Are there more questions after this one? By no, the way. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's um, why I'm letting you sweat. In Dalek, in Dalek, 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 big old stinky Dalek balls. Dalek, 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 Dalek. Mushroom, mushroom. Does Van Staten say it? No. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to pass on both of these. I can't, I can't for the life of me recall any of them directly. I think I'm trying to make up scenarios. You could eat. Thank you, thank you, darling. What's uh, what was what was the end of the world? The box of Balhoon refers to the bad wolf scenario from the end of the world. Okay, okay. Greetings and solicitations. I present you with a gift of bodily fluids. <laughs> Air from my lungs. <laughs> God, I love him. Bad Wolf 1 descending is heard as a helicopter. That's Van Staten's Dallas. helicopter! Bad Wolf 1. Oh, no. You're so close, Christopher. <coughs> as soon as you said Bad Wolf 1, it was like, <clears throat> helicopter, it's the freaking helicopter. Oh, dang. Oh, I'm still chuffed with that. Thanks for participating and well done, slash, I can't believe you were shit, Chris. The league is applicable. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm going to leave them both in because I think they're... I, I, I can't believe you were well done, you shit. I can't believe <laughs> you were well done, you shit. I wanted medium rare! Um... <laughs> Oh, that was good. Do you know what? If, I love that. That was good, Lewis. Thanks for that. If if any of you want to challenge us with a little quiz of sorts in the future, let us know. Make sure you say who the quiz is for in the email, then leave a load of spaces yeah. before you put the quiz, just because, to be sure. Because when I Cause click I, on one of your emails in the <coughs> Gmail app, I can see the first, like, I can see a good chunk of your email. So, leave space if you if it's for me. Because I'm the person who checks all the emails. Oh, or make the answers white, and then we can't see them unless we highlight them. That's good. Mm. I like that. Mm. I like that. Do you? I do. Do you like it well done or medium rare? Uh, um, medium rare! Um, <laughs> and then it's... <laughs> good night, sweetheart! <laughs> um... That's all for me this week. I have a very juicy question. Oh. But I shall save it. For next week. Oh, Teddy like bye! He gave us a cliffhanger. Cheers, He jerked Lewis. us around, then he left us with blue balls. Cliffhanger, that's a movie. It's not a very good movie. <coughs> Have you seen it? Nope. You've not seen Cliffhanger? Nope. Stallone movie. John Lithgow's a villain. It's great. Is it great? Yes. Would you give it... It's big... not good. Oh. No, it's not a good movie. That's no. great, though. But would you give it... Big Damn Love, our new video series over on YouTube. If you haven't seen it yet, go to the Big Damn channel on YouTube. Big Damn Love... <laughs> Uh, there'll be another episode up shortly after this uh, this podcast uh, uh, so get your eyes ready for that mm. if you want to hit us up during the week Big Damn Cast on Twitter Big Damn Contact at gmail.com and um, for the one of you who is following us home each night and sniffing our garbage keep it up it makes us feel loved just knock on the door see if, if you want to breathe it's fine um, we, so, we may give you dirty water in a flask, but still. On the subject of Big Damn Love, do not forget there will be a new episode going up the Sunday after this episode hits. That is our new schedule. You get the Big Damn cast Thursday night, Friday morning, and you get Big Damn Love on Sunday. This is only the beginning. But this is the end of the podcast. So, I was lying about something. Uh, 
Let's go, look, Christopher. Look, it's it's going to be fine, all right? John Watson's a widower. Sherlock's off the drugs and he's a bit more human. This is the start of the story, is what someone says when they're panicked that their show's not coming back. Right, goodbye, everyone. This is the start of a story we'll never tell. I'll never tell. Not when I sew your mouth shut. I love date night. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horrible movie.